Welcome to another That's What They Said, a podcast where we question the questionable lyrics of your favorite song, Serena Morales and Scott Spinelli, talking about the man on Scott Spinelli's shirt. ODB, shimmy, shimmy, yeah. <laughs> shimmy it up, people. Because I just have to say that Old Dirty Bastard was never not on Scott. Like, he was either asleep yeah. or he was running a marathon. <laughs> yeah. He ran, I mean... You know, you, I watched, yeah, I watched a documentary uh, today, it was earlier today about it. This little like mini 15 minute thing they had, I guess Amazon, I guess last year was the 25 year anniversary of this album oh, and okay. they put together a little thing for it. He's one of those actors, or excuse me, uh, rappers that, and I realize I'm starting off with a hot take right as usual. <laughs> I'm not sure how we would feel about him if he didn't tragically pass, right? Like, as an example, if no one talks about the Jizza in the same way, the Rizza, sure, but like Jizza, I mean, meaning the other members of, no one talks about Inspector Deck because he's still around and relatively, you know, sort of active, sort of not, you know what I mean? Like, and Inspector Deck is the guy, for those listening who don't really know, that's the guy who started the, uh, he was in Wu Tang, he has the first verse on uh, Triumph. I bomb atomically, Socrates, philosophies, and hypotheses. Can't define how I be dropping these mockeries. Lyrically perform armed robbery, flee with the lottery. Possibly they swap. All I'm saying is that, like, you know, the way they talk about him in this documentary is it's very, like, he was such a, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, really? Or was he just kind of a weirdo who was talented? He was talented, but was he kind of just <laughs> a weirdo? He was just a weird dude. Yeah, he died November 13th, 2004. Uh, accidental drug overdose two days before his 36th birthday mm. um but i i was excited to do this one because you picked this one because yes, I you did. love wu-tang you have made a playlist for me um odb we have covered him before mm -hmm. on the fantasy remix song yes where um he makes an appearance a strong appearance <laughs> if you will but but yeah i mean 90s hip-hop to me cannot not be discussed without talking about Wu-Tang. And yeah, ODB kind of makes it. He is like the weird uncle that he shows up, but you can't not ignore like, oh, Uncle Pete, you're in the house. Let's go. Oh, and, and you know, furthering the analogy, like everyone's always a little on edge with Uncle Pete. Like, is he going to bring up politics? Like that kind of stuff. You don't quite know, but you want him there because more often than not, Uncle Pete is funny. And Uncle Pete is the one who's going to bring, like, that homemade hot sauce. But, like, will you get sick from eating this hot sauce? The last three or four Thanksgivings, you haven't. But that doesn't mean you won't this next time. You know what I mean? Like, he's a wild card, Uncle Pete. And that's kind of what Asan Unique, uh, Dirt McGirt, whatever nickname he was, moniker he was going by at the time, uh, was. And I, and I just think that, like, it's just interesting. When you listen to him, it's like, yeah, he's he's simultaneously, like, a really good lyricist and also a insane lyricist as we'll get to in this song yes the album that this song was on 36 chambers return return to the 36 excuse chambers. me i've been just cutting this title short um received enormous praise like yes. i don't know if on the documentary i mean people were praising when i went back and and read about the background of the song more i mean one of the most influential albums of the 90s, like one of the best hip hop albums of all time. But I would love to get your perspective on that. I found that a little hard. I, it's funny. So I was mentioning to you, I went back and listened before we started taping. I went back and listened to it again today. Uh, and it's good. I, 
admittedly, like it's not, ex it's a little too weird for my tastes. Like there's, <laughs> there's, there's certain things that are really good. Like the, the singles are great. Shimmy Shimmy Ah is great. Brooklyn Zoo is also very good. There's a couple other really good songs on there. Baby Come On is a good song. Like there's a number of songs that are like really good, but it's, it's almost like, I guess when you like, okay, so I listen to it the way albums are supposed to, I'm a big album believer. Right. Yes, I don't know if you like I believe you should listen to it from start to finish the way yes. they made it. And yes. so I, I think when you do that with this album, it's honestly hard to like if I was walking around my apartment, it's hard to tell where each song starts and ends because sometimes like there's OK, here's an example. Right, you want me to sum it up for you? I'll sum it up for you this way. There is a track wherein in the middle, I believe it's in the middle, but either way, it's a piece of a song where uh he they brought in his wife to have an argument with him and that's on there and then in the middle of the argument she's screaming at him he starts singing somewhere over the rainbow you know what i mean like is that brilliant or is that insane i mean i'm not sure really because Again, this is like to your point, like everyone raved about it then and he was alive then. So it wasn't like it's a, some sort of posthumous thing. Right. But like in, the, in this documentary, like Rizzo was talking about how genius that was. And I'm like, is that I'm not saying it's not genius. It's just I, like, is that really genius? I, I don't know. You know? Yeah. Well, Rizzo was his boy. Helped write, produce the song. Oh, too. yeah. So he's not, you know, he's going to be like, it's genius. Yeah. I, well, more you appreciate what you don't do. Right. Rizzo uh, that's was. That's very true more on the sh the straight and narrow like, sure sure i was a lyricist a genius in his own right but you know you just kind of like i cannot like picasso and you know an artist that ugh, i'm trying to think oh, yeah of. this is let's see let's hear where you're gonna go here some painting <laughs> some painting uh, analogies <laughs> right in the wheelhouse for serena big <laughs> she's a big cubist fan <laughs> loves modern art anyway i'll pick up that <laughs> that one woof <laughs> my god you're like please stop right there <laughs> oh my gosh i'm gonna start crying you want to bring up any splatters paints on a, on a jackson pollock jackson pollock versus Someone who is painting a realistic scene. Sure. Is what I was going. For. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Ariza versus um, ODB. I think <laughs> to stay away from the painting metaphors further, any further. I do think that I, I would imagine that the guys in Wu Tang, all three hundred seventy-five thousand of them, right? would agree that like there was just something that he had and brought to the group that the rest of them didn't. Like, they all were good and did their own things and, you know, sounded a little... Each one sounded a little different or brought this skill or that skill. But he was... Un like, you could argue that, like, a couple of them were kind of similar, let's say, right? Whereas what yeah. he did was unique in a way... was totally unique. And, 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 and they did talk about in the documentary where, like, that was his thing. He truly believed he was a, an, like, unique individual. And to his credit, I'm not sure anybody has... There's not many people I would be like, oh, that guy reminds me of ODB. Like, nobody that's right. come out since, I would say, feels at all like him. No, that, I, I agree with Like, you. loose cannons, weirdos, uh, unfortunately have trouble with, that, uh, you know, a, a substance abuse. 
yeah. you know, interesting rhyming styles, part of big groups, uh, very good, co you know, contributors to uh, sort of R&B songs like he did with uh, The Fantasy, but also with, um, mm -hmm. what was the other one? Uh, the Bullworth soundtrack uh, with Prague, oh. Ghetto Superstar. Oh. Maya, I was like, what, Maya? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave the worst, the least helpful hint on earth that it was on the Bullworth <laughs> like, soundtrack. Maya? Yeah. I actually, funny, we'll get to, I promise you folks, we'll get to this song eventually. But I, I don't think he was even supposed to be on that song. I think tech, I, I had read or heard somewhere that like he was just in the area, perhaps directly in like recording session somewhere, you know, they've got a bunch of studios in these, in these places. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, he, they were like, would you want to come on? I think that's the story. I, I'm not hundred percent sure, but there's something to that where like he got involved in a non-intentional way to start. And obviously, I mean, he's the best part of that song, but. His life is very interesting yeah. to say the least. Absolutely. Um, a Denver Nug, I mean, mm. this song, if you don't know this song, you would know it because you need to play two piano keys to really get into it. Yeah. The C and the B. And just a very ding, da -da ding, da -da ding, da ding, 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 ding. You know it. Um, was featured on like the Eighth Mile soundtrack. Yep. Like it was in. Hold on. Did you just call it, by the way, the Eighth Mile soundtrack? I did. Eight <laughs> the movie. <laughs> the Eighth Mile. The sequel, you know, the sequel to the Green Mile, the Eighth Mile. <laughs> um, Eminem stars. Bad, which I appreciated. I'm moving on. I'm not. <laughs> Eminem stars in the in, in a sequel, the Ninth Mile, the, t <laughs> the Eighth Mile. Just two letters off, and it's so much funnier. <laughs> um, this is one of those songs too that I would like to put. Like, if you had a soundtrack of your life. And, and yeah, like, yeah. This would be a song at some point in my maybe a part of my life right now. Just chaos, <laughs> where you're just like, yeah, you're just kind of going through the motions, like okay. And the part, or, or or like you're getting ready for a party type thing. Yeah, It yeah, feels yeah. like it works in that regard too. You know, like multiple uses. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Either either your life is spiraling out of control, or you're getting ready for a good night. Either or, which could lead. You're one either preparing to spiral. <laughs> yes. Or you've already. <laughs> yeah, you haven't yet. Yeah, yeah. At one point, it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna get to you. So, anyway. Shimmy shimmy yeah. Second single on Old Dirty Bastards. Um, Return of the 36 Chambers came out in 95. Um, it was produced by RZA as well mm -hmm. as ODB. Hit 62 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. And it was on it for 15 weeks. I um, One little note that I had, my last little nug before we get into the lyrics, which, mm -hmm. are, which is also an interesting thing just about the lyrics in general, is um, the, uh, this song was apparently recorded before he actually had a record deal. Yeah, that was one thing they said in the documentary that like they were working on this song before he even had signed his deal, which is usually the opposite of what happens, obviously, because it's, you know, you wait to get into the studio. And he no, he was like they were apparently working on it beforehand. So thinking about the lyrics of this song and how this song goes, I believe that. I Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, well, this was a, you, know, you want to just hop on the mic and see what comes out. Well, OK, okay so here, let's start with the obvious, right, which is the first like the first thing you pretty much hear, which is. Now, unless he is a huge fan of sushi, there is a high likelihood that this is about this is about uh, intercourse without uh, birth control. Correct? Right. That's what this, that's what this is about. 
I doubt very seriously that ODB loved uh, sashimi. And so... <laughs> so I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, I mean, sashimi is tasty as fuck. But um, to that point, apparently Electra was so concerned about... Did you see this? Yeah. Yeah, that Electra was so... That's his, the record company that put the record the album out. Uh, they were so concerned about the uh, the 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 messaging of the ooh baby I like it raw that they made him record and I don't think it ever got released but a safe sex like birth control PSA because imagine that PSA coming out of unbelievable his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I like sex and you should be safe yeah I mean and I still like it raw like it was, I recommend I recommend to anyone who finds this even remotely interesting go to the genius.com you know the lyrics and you, when you see the annotation for this first line, you can they have it linked. You can find it on YouTube, the never aired. And he, he, he's laughing so hard he can't even get through it. Like he, he, it's, it's two minutes of him. At one point, he just repeats the word birth control like seven times. He literally just <laughs> says like birth control, 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 birth control. <laughs> so. Um, also on the Genius Lyrics, I don't know if you saw this, but like in an interview with Howard Stern, he said that Raw was like war backwards. Yeah, I didn't. Meaning like he had an outlook on life of peace. Yeah, I don't. Like, that I didn't buy. I mean, I heard that. I don't buy that at all. Yeah. I, I that that reminds when I saw that that reminded me of like you know in like high school English right um, you know you had to read some book and they'd be like what why was why were his shoes red. And you're like, maybe because the author fucking likes the color red. Like, I don't think, right. like, we've all written things. Not everything has, an, everything has a symbolic meaning, right? There's just no right. way. Um, some are just details, you know? Like, I'm this shirt you is blue. just wanted people to know. Yeah. So in case you wanted to have intercourse with him, you now know. One option. And I'll tell you That's what's not going to be involved. A con oh, a, a condom how did you get, how did you not know? <laughs> Baby, let me play this track for you really quickly. <laughs> Man never bought condoms. Just didn't need them. No, didn't yeah. use them. Um, we can keep going. <laughs> yeah. This, he, it's the same. It's also the same. Okay. So, so that's the next bit. Okay. So I had never really listened to this song that closely because for me, it's been like a party type song. So I've yeah. always, I actually, honest to God, I thought that the version I had on my computer was messed up. A, like a it was a messed up version of the song that like I just because I had probably downloaded it illegally you know 15 years ago 20 years ago and it's still on my computer and it, yeah honestly <laughs> and you know it was some like BS version that like just didn't have the second or third verse because I was like well here's what I recollect from this song it is first verse. Second verse is just like garbled backwards bullshit. Right, the backwards thing. Which right. I thought must have been a mistake. And then the third verse is just the first verse again. And it turns out not a mistake. That's exactly what it is. Was what? So, yeah, that's where I believe that this song was recorded before the album. And they're like, oh. throw it on there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do have one more lyric, I will say. Do you have another lyric? Yeah. I mean, I've got like bits. These, these are crumbles. <laughs> I got a full lyric. I got a full one. Please. So he says, I love the lyric, you know, psycho killer Norman Bates. And actually Kanye West samples that line, that psycho killer Norman Bates. Data dream killers. 
Who know a dream? Uh, they out of dreams. The, th the point that I was making is, in the genius annotation, they go, well, uh, when he was going to school, they said that people, uh, th that's how it was taught. I'm like, I don't think that was the case. There was never 52 states. Uh, mm. I'm assuming he's referring to D.C. and Puerto Rico, right? I right. Mean, Puerto Rico is a... Uh, um, territory. A territory, I don't yeah. even know if most Puerto Ricans, and I'm a half-breed, want to be a state. So I was like, yeah. thanks, but no thanks. I don't know if you really want And, and D.C. was never in debate. I mean, I know they're talking about that relatively now. That's come up a little bit. But, like, D.C. was never a state. So, like... Is, but ODB wasn't really paying attention no. in geography, like, or history, let's be real. You no, know? that's I was like, I wrote that down, too. I'm like, for any MC in any 52 states, I'm like, I went back and I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> this guy aired and produced and people paid for that. I was like, maybe I'm crazy. I swear we still have 50. It could be me. <laughs> like you check yourself, Serena Morales. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I, I wasn't sure either. I had to go look it up. And because I, I was thinking like, you know, when someone's like weirdly confident with you about something that you're like, that can't right be right. There. That's what I was. I was right like, there. I don't, I'm certain there's 50, but why would this be on a song? So many people definitely believe there were 52 states yes. when they heard this song. They were like, nah, 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 nah. Listen to Shimmy Shimmy Ya. He says 52. Must be right. And it's also a good example of, uh, from the episode we did, uh, it was either a week or two ago about, uh, you know, how like, I was talking about how Eminem can rhyme anything. Yes. Similarly, Orange. it's all, yeah, it's all about like, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's all about like uh, s syllables and stuff, right? And, and, and so... For any for any MC in any fifty states, like fifty two, you kind of right. need fifty two than fifty. Right. You like you'd have to you'd have to fifty. You'd have to like say it longer. Like it all it, it fits better in the cadence with fifty two. You're right. Um, but it's also inaccurate. It's just also blatantly messed up a lot of children. Yeah. in the nineties. Blatantly wrong. Like, I check myself in 2023 to make sure <laughs> I didn't miss anything or yeah. forget my uh, education. Chop that down, pass it all around. Nerds get hard, quick cement to the ground. Now chop that down, pass it all around. I was like, cool, weed, love that. Quick to <laughs> it. I mean, these the, the lyrics were also just like, bop, I got one thought, I hit it, I move on. Next, lyrics get hard, quick cement on the to the ground. I'm like, yep. Hard cement, boom. Okay, yeah. moving on. Like, yeah. it, it was so just. I got a thought. Here's the extra line. Move on. Well, to that point, Wu Tang sort of started out by so RZA and ODB are second cousins, and mm -hmm. they're like that whole. They started out as like sort of battling people, right? And going like traveling to battle people, and that's kind of what this sounds right. like, right? Where yes. it's like yes, each yes. each line is its own song, almost. It's old school yeah. hip hop. It's just more like there's no continuity. Yeah, there's no continuity within the whole song. There's, it's just this like is not a story to tell no, about. No. This is his free flowing mind on who knows what. Yeah, but he is on, like on in shimmy shimmy ya. And one of my favorite things that he does is sort of the way he like. He does it in the Baby Come On video too, where he, um, where he, it's at the end of the video for this, where that, that's what bleeds into the second song, where he like, he dances to his, his lyrics. Did you notice that? Like the way he like, he does oh. this hand motions that like cut as almost like, it's, 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 it's hard to explain. And I'm not doing a good job of it for anyone who's watching this, obviously, but like, it, he looks weirdly cool. It's like this, um, frankly, like a, 
it almost looks like a muscle spasm. You know what I mean? But it's like a it's it's like a it's like a beautiful muscle spasm if that makes sense. It's hard to explain, but it, it's it's it looks good. It's cool. You don't question a guy who's that confident with himself. You just don't. Oh, no. I think that's what the key to like life is. Like, Listen, you put you put your album cover as your food stamp application. Yes. Your your food stamp not application your food stamp card rather like yeah. you know yeah. yeah that's confidence. <laughs> Absolutely. The music video quickly um is like disco theme. Yeah. The one part that I just like laughed at like this dude just showed up in boxers at one point mm. like we were like on roller skates and disco and like the seventies disco vibe was very much you show up like to impress you show up not him all out. And then this guy's like, I'm wearing boxers. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was like that in the, what was the song? Uh, Oop, the um, Baby, I Got Your Money. I think that video was similar to where it's just like, this guy was a loose cannon. I mean, in the Mariah Carey video, it starts with him tying the clown to a, a telephone pole. <laughs> like, that didn't need to happen. Clown didn't do anything to him. But No. But it is a great, it's a great song. It doesn't, I mean, if you miss the first part of the song, you just could keep listening to it. Pick it up later. And it'll, he'll remind you. That, I mean, that's the most fascinating part about this song is it is a track that hit the Billboard 100. Like, we talk about Billboard charts and how one song made it. And di- yep. This song literally is the same song twice in a song. And, and part yeah. of the song is rewound backwards. Yeah. And it's still the lyrics in the, I'm like, that's. It's amazing they got away with that. And also there is a longer version that's out there that you can get a second verse, but it's never played anywhere. It's not a part of any, like you never hear that verse. Um, I would suspect unless you're a big fan, you've probably never heard that verse. Um, So yeah, you're right. I mean, it's interesting that people were okay with that. that, And especially, he's also a rapper. It's not like he's... um, this cu- is your job to write lyrics. Well, what I mean is he's not like some um, like uh, like LMFAO, like where they like talk, sing, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Like he, sure. th- this guy came from a lyrical background and his group is lyrical. And like yet somehow his biggest, probably the biggest single of his career yes. is one verse, essentially. That's what I mean. Like you have the ability to write as much as you want. And he chose the opposite of that. Yes. <laughs> Asan Unique. I mean, what can you say? That's it. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all. We're going to shimmy, shimmy out of here. That's another episode. <laughs> That's what they said for Serena Miles and Scott Smelly. We'll catch you on another time.